Hello, welcome to Wagon's Weirdo's Journey Home. I am the Dungeon Master Darby. Joining me as always are Zoe playing Celia, Emily playing Beatrice, Laura playing Connery, Johanna playing Paul. Let's jump into it. Where we last left off the party with some difficulty, finished off the, uh, the the vicious giant shrubs and moved on to the next room after a short rest in which uh sevia confessed to conrad uh with everyone else being able to clearly hear because she was shouting uh that sh that she and fall were an item um the party investigated the the final cog with the wardrobes in it and discovered that uh there seemed to be portals within the wardrobes and slaying the creatures that came from within those portals was seemingly the key to lighting up, lighting up the gems above a portcullis leading north. So, um, we just left them having defeated the band of orcs and two of the... Two of the wardrobes have been dealt with. So, what would you like to do? Which wardrobe would we like to open next? So, so there's still the, uh, the Gehenna wardrobe with the Night Hag. The Nine Hells wardrobe with the uh, twisted screaming humanoid uh, or humanoid faces wrapped in chains and the Shadowfell wardrobe with the ghouls. Mm. Oh wait, so the plan is we're just um, opening up all the wardrobes and just killing all the people in them? Ah, you haven't noticed. And she looks at Artis and is like, oh, they haven't noticed. Oh. The gems. The, red, the gems above the thing, they're meant to symbolize drops of blood. We have to kill everything that comes out of wardrobe so we can get out of here. I assume. Oh, wow, that's um, a big symbolism. Small symbolism for a very poor subject matter. No. Uh, Sevia, roll me an arcana check as someone who would be privy to this kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, 23. Okay, so you are aware that most extraplanar beings generally cannot be killed on the plane other than their own plane of existence. Um... They can be they can be slain, but when they do so, they will typically reconstitute on their own plane of existence. Um, humanoids, like humanoids like yourselves, are not not uh, so blessed. But uh, you're not sure about the orcs. But even if the orcs were 
like these these were orcs of Gehenna. These were these were orcs of war. They would have been glad to die in a blaze of glory in battle. Um, but they're also probably already pre-dead if they're in Gehenna, which means that their spirits would probably return to Gehenna um, for more endless warfare. Um, All right. Uh, and nice. the Modron would have returned to Mechanus upon turning to Ash. Right. That little thing was adorable. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Uh, Sylvia would be like, I believe they reconstitute in their own planes. It's a gift not often bestowed upon humanoids, but on creatures such as them. It does not remove the unenviable task of having to end a life even if they do respawn as it yeah, were yes it would still be a little painful i imagine it is not <sighs> she kind of looks at the group she's, and she's like I feel we are well past the point where I can claim moral <laughs> one-upmanship on this. I, I am aware that we have to do this to progress. I just, you know, feel it is worth saying we are still killing things. As we have done before and will continue to do until we reach okay. our journey's end. Exactly. It is no different from killing flaming skulls or people on Strad's cause. Yes. Conrad yes. thinks a little bit about how he and Exley probably killed some people in the T-Rex thing, but does not say anything. <laughs> he just, like, turns as if he's about to make someone side to Exley. He's like, oh, yeah, that's all right. He's fucked off. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, so he just goes funnily quiet, but not in, a, in an uncomfortable way. <laughs> I, I, I just feel it is worth... Saying as much as we are resigned to our fates as a band of murderous scoundrels and vagabonds, uh, you know, more cute things may crawl out. We have to be the kinds of people who are okay with killing cute things. Not yes. saying we are not, not saying we are, just saying that is what we have to be right now in order to finish this. Oh. Just correction to what I was saying before, it's Asheron. Asheron is the plane of Endless War that the orcs came from. Uh, Gehenna, okay. Ge the Gehenna wardrobe is the one with the, the night hag on it. Yep. Cool. Yes, I guess it's the consequences of everything that happens. Like, we're trying to do it for a good reason, so... But we can know that what we're doing is bad. Okay, yes. A Maybe. philosophical quandary for the ages, is it not? <laughs> But I've starting ethics. <laughs> yes. But I feel if this is, you know, we have three more rooms, three more battles. We open one door, a tiny cute thing comes out. We open another, there are seven orcs and a war chief. So I think this time we should all at least be prepared and aware. 
the nature of which door we open is not necessarily what matters. The nature is just all of us facing the correct direction. As it were. All right. So which, so which one next? Gehenna, Hell, or the Shadowfell? I guess what's the one that's like to the left of us? Um, I'm not entirely sure because they don't make it clear on here for me. So you've got the Shadowfell depicts a ghoul, and and mm. I I can I can bring the creatures up, which will give me an indication of which wardrobe they came from, um, and then you can kind of position yourselves around that wardrobe as you would have. Yeah. Because Beatrice will look at the wardrobe that has the big puddle of slime in front of it. Yes. And suggest perhaps uh, if we open the wardrobe there, we can uh, all stand around on the other side of puddle and try and lure whatever it is into puddle of slime. Because we know the slime hurts. It may not kill it, but it may help us in some way. Are there enough of us to essentially surround the puddle outside of the entranceway, so the only way forward it has is either through us or through the puddle? Well, it does make sense. Then... Shall we open this one now? Right. Right. We do that. All right. So let's let's see which one this is. I'm gonna guess. Actually, can I work it out? Gehenna. So it's probably gonna be judging from stuff. This one. Yes, it is that one. So as you open the uh. The door with a grinning night hag swaddling a human infant in her arms. The door opens above the caldera of an active volcano. Shards of black rock float above the molten magma, and perched atop one shard are two man sized creatures with insectoid features and four arms apiece. They immediately teleport into the room. Um, what is it? And, but they, they, so, um, just get you into your actual square, therefore, for these mesolots to appear. So, um, move Beatrice out of the way so I can get the mesolot. Alright. So they, they both appear. Um, they are, notably, uh, blind. Actually, no, they don't have- they don't have a fly speed. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, they're- they're just there. So they both take- they both start with a d6- uh, a d10 of psychic damage. Um... And then we go... The top of initiative, which is Dragonbait. Um... Who... Is gonna attack the one... Between Sevier and Artis. Twice. 
that's gonna miss. That's also, uh, that's probably gonna, yeah, that's also gonna miss. Beatrice, it's your go. Uh, Beatrice is going to slash at the one that is next to her with the sun sword once again. Yep. Uh, and I just have to... And she's going to hit it twice. She's also uh, going to bonus action Slayer's Prey. Okay. That one. Whoops, there it is. So... Twenty-two to hit. Twenty-two to hit. That definitely hits. So that's... You do get sneak attack because with you surrounding the puddle of slime, Paul and Conrad have ended up in its uh, engagement area. (sighs) That's a good roll. Conrad, come your turn in a moment. You will also get sneak attack. Yay! And four will just get to hit a ton. That's... Hang on. I think I counted wrong. I might not have counted wrong, but I think I counted wrong. I didn't count wrong. That's 32 points of damage. Okay. From that first, From the first swing. Oof. Okay. Um, yep, it's looking shaky. And she's going to swing again. Yep. Um, and that's a 22 again to 22. hit. 22, yep. So no sneak attack this time, no but you attack. still get your Slayer's Prey, I believe. Yes, I do. So Fall may have to end up running all the way around. Depending on how Conrad goes. Uh, <laughs> 13. 13 points of damage. Alright. Uh, yeah, it's still standing, but yeah. Somewhat shaky. Uh, Conrad, it's your turn. I attack. <laughs> yeah. So roll, roll to hit. Um, so that's a... Uh, 26 to hit, so yeah, certainly hits. hits. So, D8, uh, so that's 7. So, um, uh, 15 points of piercing damage. All and then right. I get sneak attack, I believe, as yep. well. So it's 3 to 6, so it's 4. 4 is 8. And 1, so I'll re-roll that one. So that's 3. Um, so, uh, 11 points of piercing damage additionally All for sneak right. attack. Um, that kills oh. it. Cool. And then I type the next one. All right. Yeah. So you, yeah, you have enough speed to kind of bolt. Uh, you could probably sneak through there and avoid I'll go the through slime if I have to. It's fine. You, you can avoid the slime. All right. The way the puddle um, is. Awesome. So I rolled a 19. So that will definitely hit with yep. my modifier. Yeah. Uh, so it's just regular damage. So DX, so six plus eight. Um, so. 14 okay. points of damage. All right. Nice. So, yeah, he kind of, like, um, is a rapier as usual. He's very light on his feet. does, like, a, uh, like a sort of... It's a rapier. So, again, it's that yeah. really, like, trying to 
fin- like properly finesse, like just dive into its vital points. He sees it go limp, pulls it out, and then uh, spins around and um, attacks the next one. Just dives in as deep as he possibly can. Nice. All right. Cool. Artist... Sort of like crouching, that lunge. Yeah. Artist is just going to go for three dagger attacks at this range. Uh, one of those hits for 24 plus um, plus 5 so 8 points of piercing damage um, next is fall uh, yeah so I guess fall is gonna have is gonna like just zoom around yeah. the puddle and go and attack it alright uh, yeah I'm just gonna do a flurry of blows so, uh, that's a 21 to hit. Yep, certainly hits. With the staff, so uh, that is 13 damage. Nice. And then a kick is a nat 20, oh. so <laughs> on arm strike, so that would be uh, 12 plus the damage. Gosh, a six, so 12 plus 12, so 24 damage. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Third attack. You <laughs> might not have to spend the key point here, depending on how much. I might if not. You, if you hit and do enough damage. Yeah, that's like a 20. Yeah, that'll hit. Something. That'll yeah. hit. And that is 13 damage. 13 damage. Uh, that is enough to not have to have spent the key point for the flurry excellent, of blows. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Uh, and I guess, Sevier, is there anything you want to do? <laughs> um, not step in slime. Uh, Fair. Yeah, no, uh, I guess uh, once they're both dead, she's going to... Oh, good job. You're all very... Fast. <laughs> yes, uh, they weren't much of a bother. All right. So, which one next? <laughs> so we have Hell or Shadowfell. Let's go Shadowfell. Let's give Hell to last. All right. And we'll do the same formation as we did in that one. Yeah. Yeah, right. hopefully it'll Let's... work. Just a little swinkle. So, you have. Why is that? Where? Why are these not showing up? Okay. So, we have. Four will-o'-wisps come through from the Shadowfell uh, door. What do they look like? So, Give us an image. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so as this door opens, um, you gaze out across an ancient cemetery. It's canted tombstones shrouded in fog, eerie, Hungry shapes move along the graves in the distance. Suddenly, bright, glowing balls of light appear in the room behind you. 
So you set yourselves up in your formation from before, surrounding the wardrobe, and you, yeah, you suddenly see light emanating from behind you. Um, so, uh, again, dragon bait, top of initiative. He's going to turn around and attack the one behind him twice. Uh, that is, what is their AC? Their AC is, oh, uh, yeah, no, that first attack misses. Second attack also misses from dragon bait. Beatrice, there is one right behind you. Beatrice will turn and swipe at it with her sword. All right, roll the hit. Twenty-five to hit. Twenty-five hits. You do not get sneak attack on this one. Nine. Nine. Okay. Points of damage. And you get your second attack. Twenty-eight to hit. Twenty-eight suddenly hits. Ooh, that's next damage. So that's thirteen. Thirteen. Um, that is. Just double checking that it's not resistant to radiant. Yeah, no, that is just enough to take that one out. Oof. All right. Uh, next is the Will-O-Wisps turns. Um, so they are going to... Uh, no, that requires hit points. Um, hmm. So, they are each going to go for the person, uh, in front of them. And go for a shock. So, one at Artis, that's going to miss, one at Dragonbait, that's going to hit, one at Conrad, that's probably going to hit, that's a natural 19 plus 4, so 23. Yeah, that hits. Yeah. But the good news is, it's probably not going to do too much. Uh, oh, uh, I did roll an, a max damage on one of those two dice. Uh, but it is a total of 10 points of lightning damage. Alrighty. As, as they kind of jolt forwards and <laughs> discharge a, a jolt of electricity at you. Have a little electric shock spasm. Yep. And it is your go, Conrad. Cool. So you just kind of have like a little buzz um, and then... Uh, tries to like shake up mm. um and uh can i get advantage from the point i'm at or um uh, is dragon you can not you can't get advantage but you okay, can't but you will I get can. sneak attack oh i still get sneak attack yes. anyway because oh, okay. dragon bait oh. is within five feet of the one that you're oh all right there's no attacking. point trying to get advantage then that's fine um all right so current's just gonna hit it then i guess so she just yeah. kind of like shakes that off um tries to like just uh Regrasp like his grip on the rapier and then will lunge forward All right. um, and attack. Roll to hit. Uh, which is. Mm, 
it might not hit. Let's have a look. Oh, it's it's a fifteen to hit. Fifteen will uh, fifteen will actually miss. Okay. Yep. You do second get a second attack. attack uh, that's a seventeen. So seventeen also misses. Okay. Cool. They have right. a high AC. Shockingly. Yeah. So no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he tries to take that off, but he'll, he's, because it's been electrocuted, his um, grip is too... It's just off, um, and he looks quite frustrated as he misses them both times. Yeah. Uh, Artis is going to do, uh, I believe it's three attacks, with uh, Bookmark, his dagger. Um, one of those is cocked. Uh, two of those hit, because I got natural 16, natural 14... On those and his bonus is plus eight um, but his damage isn't gonna be real high uh, so that's two three so that is 15 points piercing damage all up on that one and it's still around though it seems to be like kind of flickering and, and like like a like a dying light bulb or a light bulb with a, an inconsistent electricity source. Uh, Fall, it is your go. Uh, yeah, so Fall is going to uh, duck forward next to the one that uh, Artis has nearly taken out and yeah. uh, take a swing at it. Yeah. Roll some here. Uh, that's a, a 19. That just hits. Ooh, okay. That's their AC exactly. 19. Good to know. Mm. Uh, that's 14 damage. 14, that's enough to take that one out. Oh, excellent. So then he'll um, hop over to the net one next to him yep. and uh, take a punch at it. Yeah. What does it feel like to um, it's like, punch these things? It's it's almost like going through a almost non-Newtonian kind of thing. So there is, Ooh. like, if you would... Like so, you you punch at it and it feels hard, but as as the energy dissipates and you pull pull back, it's almost more like a liquid or a gas. Ooh, that's very strange. Interesting. He kind of like shakes his hand after punching. Uh, that's a twenty-one to hit. Twenty-one will suddenly hit. And that is uh, nine damage. Nine damage. Okay, it is still standing. All right. So then you take another. A swing at it with his staff. Oh, that's a nat one. Ugh, so that misses. No, that do misses. You, do you want to spend the the key point uh, or? Yeah, I'll go flurry of blows. Okay, so one on more key point strike. So one or more arm strike, and that is a twenty-eight to hit. That will certainly hit. <laughs> and that is just eight damage. Eight damage. Okay. Stand there defensively. Um, it's, it's looking shaky, but. So is that, is that patient defense? No, because you've already no. used your bonus action. Ah, I'm all done. For strikes. Uh, Sevia, your go. There are two Will-O-Wisps. Cool. Uh, I'm going to look at the run one right in front of me and Fall, and I'm going to hit it with Fire Bolt. Okay. Roll to oh. hit. Uh, ooh, that's good, actually. That is a... 22? To hit? That definitely hits. Yes. Cool. Uh, 3d10. Uh, Fire. Ooh, the zero's a 10, right? Yeah. Uh, 
22 points of damage. Woo. Okay. Um, clarify for me, not that it really matters in this case, your um, elemental adept, does that apply to cantrips as well? Uh, uh, spell she cast ignore resistance to damage. So it just, says, it just says spells. It doesn't say spells of first level or higher. So, yeah. Nope. Okay. Um, yeah, this fire engulfs the, the will-o'-wisp and it just disperses. Um, and there is just but one left in the room. Um, so, next is Dragonbait, who's going to do two swings against it. Uh, what is, what is his bonus? His bonus is, uh, plus eight, so he actually does hit with both of those. Um, so, no, they're D8s, aren't they? So, uh, and I rolled one on both of the damage dice for both strikes. Uh which comes to a total of 12 damage. Still shaky, but it's still standing. Uh, Beatrice, it is your go. Uh, so Beatrice will run over and hit it with her sword. All right. As per usual. Roll to hit. Twenty-three to hit. That'll hit. Mm. Does she get? You do. Do you do more than ten? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this one is out. There we go. All right. So, surrounding the hell wardrobe. That we do. All right then. Let's go. So, as the door to the to the nine hells wardrobe opens, waves of heat assail you as the doors open, revealing an iron road leading to a basalt citadel surrounded by the charred remains of defeated en- uh, defeated armies. Prisoners scream from iron gibbets that festoon the citadel walls. Suddenly, a single glowing ember flies out of the wardrobe and transforms into a winged, bony fiend with a smiling, skull-like visage. This is a bone devil. And so top of initiative is... Our friend, Dragonbait, um, who is going to do two attacks against the Bond Devil, uh, and roll really poorly, so let me just double check that the, but yet, yeah, nope, nope, Dragonbait does not hit. Uh, Beatrice, it's your go. So Beatrice is once again also going to run up and hit it with her sword. All right. Twenty-three to hit. That hits. And sneak attack. Uh, yes. Because people are surrounding it. People are there. Eleven. 
11. For that first one. Alright. 11 damage. Alright. And your second attack. It's a 19 to hit. That will uh, just hit. And that's uh, 13. Uh, 13 damage? Yes. Yes. Okay. Nice. It is the Bone Devil's turn. Uh... And it's going to go for you because you've attacked it. Just hit it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it gets multi-attack. Uh, makes three attacks. Two with its claws, one with its sting. So, um, so let's start with the claws. 18 and uh, 22 from the claws. They both hit. Okay, so let's, let's do these one at a time. Okay, so, claws do 2d8 piercing, plus 4, uh, so 9, so 13 points of piercing damage, um, and can you roll me a constitution saving throw while I work out the poison damage you take? So you take 22 points of poison damage. So 21 for the con save. 21? Okay. So so you are not poisoned, but you do take 22 points of poison damage. And the, the sting attack is... Uh... Oh, sorry. That, that poison should have been for the sting. Sorry. So we'll, we'll say that was the sting. Da- oh. Uh, just add another four to that total, because I accidentally did all of it at once. Um, uh, next is, uh, Conrad. Alrighty, um, Conrad is going to attack the Bird Devil. Okay, roll to hit. Well, he'll try to. Yeah. That's a better roll than I did before. Um, so that's going to be like a 28 to hit. 28 so will certainly hit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't think there are many things in the game that can that that are over 28 without true. some sort of direct magical intervention. This is true. This is true. <laughs> um, so damage, that's a 5 plus an 8, so... You do get sneak attack. Yes. Um... So it's a 13 points of just regular piercing yep. damage and then sneak attack, which is six plus a one, which I'm going to re-roll. So it's a three, so nine altogether, and on one more, it's another six. Um, so 15 points of additional uh, sneak attack damage. All right. Um, so My first attack. Yeah. And second attack is... Um, that is a twenty, a dirty twenty to hit. Dirty twenty hits. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, so D eight, so that's a six. Uh, eight plus six, so fourteen points of piercing damage on the second All attack. Right. So, again, yeah, he. Um, I mean, it's a bone. <laughs> it's got bones. <laughs> yeah. So Connor is kind of like trying to um uh 
with the point trying to again sort of like uh, crouch down, sort of like lunge up with the um, point of his rapier, and then um, sort of like like he attacked the um, stone giants back in Strahd, yeah. um, try to pry it apart, which doesn't manage that. But then he tries to again attack that same weak point, in the second yeah. uh, attack as with the, the second uh, burst of energy. Uh, and something I remembered, uh, if you want to, remember you can do your off-handed attack if you want to grab a dagger from your bandolier. Oh, yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. I will do that. Let's go. Um, it's not It's not much. It's just 1d4 plus 1 if you hit. I rolled a natural 17, so I'll definitely misses, unfortunately. That. No, natural 17 plus oh, my natural dagger, 17. which is 9. Yes. Yeah, which is yeah, 9. Nat- um, plus 9, so yeah, I, yeah. that's going to hit. So, so 1d4 plus 1 1D4. for the magical bonus. Uh, which is just, um, uh, three points in total, piece of damage. Uh, that, that, uh, that actually puts it at 69 damage it's taken so far. Hey, um, hell yeah. The I've, extra dagger, the, the little quick bandolier dagger that's thrown just, like, sexily sinks into this bone devil. It, it, it just suggestively hits in the pelvis before disappearing back to your bandolier. The first second, the burning was like, "Damn!" Uh, all right, so Artis is gonna do uh, three dagger attacks with bookmark. Um, what's his bonus? I think only one one hits. So that is one d four plus. Five, I believe. So that is seven points of piercing damage to the Bone Devil. Um, and it's shaky. It's shaky now. Uh, Fall, your go. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, Fall seeing this is quite the big threat. I's going to do uh, Fire of Blows plus Stunning Strike. All right. Uh, so uh, for the first, uh, for the Stunning Strike, that is a uh, 25 to hit. Okay. And that'll suddenly hit. What's the save DC? Uh, 15 con save. I rolled a natural one. Yeah. So it is stunned. Uh, stunned. Roll your damage for the first attack. The first attack damage is yep. just standard. Yeah. And then for subsequent ones. Oh, I should not have done the stun first, but oh well. Um, so damage for that. No, is... it's always good to do the stun first if you can. I guess so. Yeah. Um. Uh, three plus nine. Yeah, twelve damage. Twelve damage. Um. Yeah, because you're about to get some extra little bonuses. So a stunned oh. creature is incapacitated, can't move and can speak only falteringly. Creature automatically fails strength and deck save. Attack mm-hmm. rolls against the creature have advantage. Yeah. Um, oh, excellent. For incapacitated, uh, can't take actions or reactions. Okay. But yeah, so... Oh, excellent. So, um, yeah, that's a 28 to hit. 28 certainly hits. With my unarmed strike. Fantastic. Uh, and that's 10 damage. 10 damage, okay. And my second um, hit with the Staff of Striking is a, like a 28 to that'll, hit. That'll hit. <laughs> the bump strength makes four so powerful. Um, yeah. That's 15 damage. 15 damage, all right. Um... And then I've got my final unarmed strike. Which is a 27 to hit. 27 will certainly hit. 
And that is seven damage. Every bit helps. Yeah, chipping away at it. It's... So he's just kind of trying to like shatter bones of it with kicks and blows yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And everyone's going to benefit from that stun. Um, so, Sevia, it is your go. You're muted. Still muted. I am going. There we go. Now you're back. Now you know how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, seeing like uh, this bone devil taking all this damage in the way like Conrad and Fall are kind of like picking it apart uh, at this point, um, she is going to aim for a really vulnerable point you can see and shoot a second level witch bolt okay at it roll to hit 23 23 suddenly hits cool so that is 2d12 damage yep uh that's ooh 14 points of lightning I believe Yes, I believe so. Okay, 14, so... It's still standing, uh, but if it wasn't stunned, it would be incredibly, incredibly shaky. Yep. Cool. Uh, Anything with your bonus? Nope. Nope. (laughs) Alright. Dragonbait is going to try to attack twice with advantage. Um, That one will hit. That one will hit. Also, he's finally going to get to do something that he has had all this fucking time and just never been able to use it. His Holy Avenger does an extra 2d10 if the enemy is an undead or a fiend. So, you see this bright, shining, radiant light glare up on his sword as it makes contact with the Bone Devil uh, and absolutely eviscerates it as it pours to Black Icar on the ground. And the final gem lights up a bright, shiny red. Well. All right, well, on to the next room, I suppose. Yeah. So the portcullis with all five... So it's not the southern one, the northern oh, one. Northern the portcullis opens and raises. Um, and you can traverse further north to the two. All right, we'll stride up it. And you reach a, a point with a... Um, a staircase going down. Oh, thank God. This was worth something. The next S- level down. S- oh, so. <laughs> we're almost there now. No more little trials. Um, as you walk into the hall, you see graven images of rotting corpses decorating this hall. And the floor is littered 
with tarnished coins, pieces of armor, broken shields, axe heads, and other bits of scrap metal. Well, that's strange. Doesn't appear like someone's been down this way very frequently. And you all notice that anything that you have on you made of cloth, leather, wood, or metal that is not magical instantly begins to decay or corrode. So our clothes. Clothes. <laughs> corrode me. So, like, <laughs> so they're not they're not completely gone, but they have decayed and corroded to the point of being useless and worthless. So they are ah. basically so basically rags. So Sevia, are you is Sevia, you are not wearing uh, magical armor. armor. Beatrice, is your armor magical or non-magical? Let me just double check. I believe, Conrad, I think... are you wearing magical armor? I will double check. I'm wearing standard uh, leather armor, yeah. plus two. St plus two means it is magical. Plus okay. one. Plus my, one my means it is magical. Plus one. So, so the clothes that you kind of drape over that armor aren't as in yeah are in very poor condition now mm. uh for your your costume pieces and and like your your just bought fist, this outfit fist straps sevia your robes all in tatters um dragon bait uh yeah his outfit all in tatters uh artis's armor is 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 kind of rotting as leather. Uh, I also specify Conrad's armor is like strapped all around on him, so he still wears like a shirt. <laughs> so he'd just be like, hmm. Point of order. Dragonbait still has the shield that shoots out little lasers or whatever it's spear lasers. That is um, magical. Oh, uh, but yes, but it was covered by um, oh, the fabric. Yes. That said, I believe we all bowed, yes. so it shouldn't shoot us. But that's just a thing to think about. Yeah. In the well, for when anyone that is not us appears. Yes. Once, cool. But Kara looks very flustered. Once we get <laughs> out of here, does anyone have any magic to fix this? Uh. I don't think so. And if if <clears throat> looking at Beatrice, Beatrice is in like relatively good condition because her cloak is magical. So she's just like, mm. yeah, no, nah, I'm fine. It's yeah, good. she's fine. She's got a magical cloak and magical armor. I can mend little things. I don't know if this covers it. Oh, my clothes. Is oh, my this things are rusting? Um. You're talking about magical mending? Yeah. You you think you think if you get out of whatever's causing this decay, you could probably spend some time and oh, good. and restore stuff. Nice. <laughs> I guess I might be able to fix it once we're out of whatever's going on here. Um you do see also partway down the corridor. So there are there are two things. You can see there is a a room down the end that you can vaguely make out has some sort of uh, chain contraption 
within it. It's hot wind tinged with the smell of burning oil blowing down a 40 foot diameter vertical shaft. Stone balconies protrude from the walls on opposite sides of the expanse. And the west balcony 15 feet is higher uh, with the west balcony 15 feet higher than the east one. Two thick chains rattle in the gulf between the balconies, one ascending 200 feet before disappearing into a cloudy vortex lit by arcs of purple lightning, the other wrapping around an enormous metal gear floating 100 feet below, another 100 feet below the gear, a second vortex raises. However, there is also, off to the side, the what appears to be the stairway down to the... Um, Uh, to the final level. Excellent. Which I can't seem to give as a proper reveal for some reason, but it is there, and it is accessible very easily. Excellent. So, do we go down? Oh yeah, no, it's visible. Hmm. Well, that's where we're meant to be going. And Conrad's kind of like um, just readjusting where all this stra- like the little strapping of his armor and stuff is, and because um, uh, he had like little like wrist straps and stuff like that, just like just pulls them off and throws them to the ground while he's walking along there. I mean, it does have like um, some like burning like marks, like burning scarring, because um, from ages ago when we we're in the temple and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and he doesn't look like that great as well obviously now he's <laughs> less stressed right now um he looks quite haggard um but he will still stride forwards and look at the stairs and the, 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 where this is sort of where we we know where we have to go we have to go somewhere down here to stop this and then perhaps we leave perhaps we should have taken a short rest first though you've been resting forever there's only so much rest we can do. Yes, I think we'd better. We need to find whoever's done all this and then take them out, and then that's all done with this. Yes. All right. But here, before we go down, and CB is gonna, with, she is so awkward right now. She is like just trying to conceal her body. And um, she's just going to walk around and without making eye contact, she is going to do first level cure wounds on on, uh, all the other members of the party. Okay. So. So Artis and Dragon Bait are in a decent state. So they don't need it. Yeah, I don't care about them. (laughs) Uh, Uh, I don't know if Fall. Fall is going to get four points of healing. Am I right he in that that anyway. puts you back He's to my... full? Yeah, I was at three down, yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, Conrad will get seven points of healing. Um, okay. Beatrice will get eight points of healing. We're going up. And then um, CB is doing a second level on herself because she took a fuckload of damage. And that is a 15 
15. Okay. Beatrice is going to cast a uh, Cure Wounds on herself as well. And that's another seven points of healing. All right. Uh, Does anyone want anything more than that before we go down? No, I'm good. I can also give someone more if they need any. Well, manage. We should see what's down there. (laughs) Let's go. Very well. All right. So, um, one final time, as you descend the stairs, what order do you go in? Conrad first, I guess. Conrad first. Yeah, full second. Conrad first, full second. Uh, Sylvia would go third. Sylvia third. Beatrice will be at the back as usual. Okay, so... Artist, dragon bait, Beatrice. All right. So, green smoke billows out from a bronze cauldron in the middle of this 20 foot high vaulted ceiling, uh, vaulted hall. Barely visible through the haze are three rocking chairs. Several workbenches helped with, uh, heaped with haberdashery, a spinning wheel, and a rusty iron cage containing a prisoner. Galleries stand ten feet above the floor to either side of the room. Okay. Um, <laughs> Does the prisoner appear to be living? Sir, so, uh, do you approach them? Um, sure. Yeah. All right. Um, so let me find it. So heavy padlocks cures the gate of the rusted cage, inside which a naked figure cowers under a blood-stained blanket. Mm. Uh, hello up there. Are you well? Have you seen some evil lich around anywhere? You notice uh, they're not particularly responsive. Okay. And their skin is uh, darker. Um, And they're a particularly short figure. Mm. I'm going to share this map and then put everyone's... Give, give the appropriate people oh, nice. light. So, so uh, light. Sevia needs some light because she would have her staff with light. And that should give people some... Uh, oh, I need to unlock movement. There we go. Thanks. All right. Okay, so there should be some light now. Uh, Artists will also have some light. 
as well, dragon bait. And Beatrice. Now, Conrad, I believe you... Ah, uh, no, it's non-magical, so you wouldn't have... I had a torch last time, but yeah, yeah it'd be destroyed if yeah. it's not been burnt out anyway. Yeah. But mm. there are enough sources of light around that you can kind of see clearly anyway. Mm. Okay. Yeah, no worries. Uh, cool. Yeah, so the figure in the cage is unresponsive. Do they appear to be breathing? Um, yes. I need to... There we go. Hmm. Uh, perhaps we could break this uh, person out of the cage, maybe. So. Three tiny figures. Oh. Waddle to... Oh. Couple of things. So, um, now that you're in a better position to get a view of the upper galleries, um, you can see five wooden doors are set into the walls of the galleries, each carved with a geometric symbol a triangle, a square, a pentagon, a hexagon, and an octagon. Additionally, uh, Three tiny figures waddle towards you through the smoky haze. A straw doll with rusty pins sticking into its body. A faceless child moulded from clay. And a stuffed monkey with the lower body of a unicycle. The straw doll says, You need to run away. The stone sisters will be back any moment now. Oh, okay. Who are they? Okay, so... Paul uh, is unfazed as he cannot feel fear. Yeah. So they... They are the hags who keep this place. Oh, so are they, like, working alongside the Lich, or are they the Lich? They are working for the Lich. Hmm. They Actually, are, do you... They are nurses to the beast beyond the door, or beyond the gate. The great green door to the south of this room, they point to. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sure we could uh, take care of them if they, if they turn up at all. Actually, do you know where the lich might be? They come and go as they please. Oh well. Um, well, we'll keep an eye out for them. Uh, thank you. Be careful. Of course. Uh, Say, do you know who this person is in this cage? That is the looky-like. The <laughs> hags have been using it to learn about you. 
It looks about... like her. And it, and um, the, I I would say this is this is the the childlike, like the childlike one points at Sebia. What? But you are more pretty and taller than the hags than the looky like person in the cage oh is, uh, is that a good thing the looky like beatrice pipes up from the back they say you look like thing in cage yes She looks at the thing in the cage. What does it look like? It, from what you could gather, from what little is is poking out from under the blankets that it is draped in, it's smaller than you, but it does have a certain familiarity to it. What? Sylvia goes over to the cage and tries to get a better look. Hello? Looky like. <laughs> and you see as it as it wakes and and holds holds the clo the, the 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 blanket up to its body and, and looks at you with fear in its eyes. <laughs> don't don't hurt me. I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> what, what's your name? I do, I do not know. That's okay. Are you injured? A little. Let me see your face. I might be able to help you. It kind of removes some of the blanket as if lowering a hood and is not perfect, but unmistakably you. Oh. No, they're right. It does look a lot like you. Yes, that's, um, I don't enjoy that. No offense, friend, why have you always looked the way you currently do? I think so. I, I do not know of my creation. I do not know any life before this place. But I have seen your adventures through your eyes. What? How? I do not know. The magic of the hags, I think. So... They have been questioning me. Torturing me.
I'm so sorry. Uh, I can help with uh, some of your injuries. And uh, she is going to reach out and just kind of hold a hand kind of near the, like, just, like, if the bars are here, she's holding it, like, yeah. right next to the bars. And she and reaches her hand out to accept. Gonna do a cure wounds. Okay. First level. It's, uh... Seven points of healing. Okay. It's a little bit, but not... It's still very ragged. And then Sylvia kind of pulls her hand back when, like, nothing happens. And she's just like, I'm so sorry. This is, this is incredibly strange. You look like me. Yes. I don't know why. Uh, Four is going to turn to like the three little figures and be like, why is Zevia being targeted? What's going on here? It was who, I do, I do not know why they chose who they chose. But it is to get information about you. All of you. Well, how did they do it? Through their strange magic. Okay, okay. This is a lot and it is weird, but we are actually here for a purpose, so... Uh, it'll... It's um, confirmed that there's, there's some model parties at work here. For if it were parties privy to what, uh, what did you ascertain its name was? Withers was in charge of. They would have just collected Exley and interrogated him. Yes. Not it is not, not a useful piece of information, but an interesting observation. Why they would want to observe us in the first place is also a question. The true question next is, of course, how do we proceed? Where do we go? He just like strides past. Have a look At this, Beatrice sort of pipes up with, "Who has the uh, skulls we collected?" Fall and Conrader. Yeah, I think that I've got one. They're split guys. between the group. I think. Yeah. yeah. So Beatrice will go who go over to whoever holds up one first, and we'll take it and look at the shape, and then look around at the doors with okay. the with the shapes. All right. So, uh, northwestern door has a spot for the triangle. Uh, north, uh, northeastern has a spot for the square. Uh, eastern has the octagon. 
Western has the hexagon, or, or Southwestern has the hexagon, Western has the pentagon. See, okay. shapes on the skulls coincide with the shapes for the doors. Ah, uh, yes, the doors do have shapes on them. That makes sense. So, Conrad, you buy the, the skeleton gate, the 12-foot-high, 10-foot-wide door made of green stone. Its surface, you notice at this distance, is carved with grinning goblin skeletons. A belt of smooth stones spans the door at a height of four feet, set with five gold symbols in a row. A triangle, a square, a pentagon, a hexagon, and an octagon. Each symbol is engraved on a recessed circular seal. Are they similar shape to the skulls? Yes. And in fact, similar shape, similar size. Almost as if these are the keyholes. Save time. Bring them here. And I believe he has, I can't remember what shape he had. I think it was a triangular one or pyramid shape one or something. Okay. But he's going to try and put that in there. All right. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, um, so. You see, as you open it, the, um, the door with the, that, uh, can, so the, you hear the door unlock in the back corner that coincides with the triangle. Conrad turns around and is like, what? Should we have a look indoor first? I suppose so. Make sure nothing's coming out. He kind of just like throws his hands up a bit uselessly and then just like <laughs> stalks over to where that door opened up. Have a look in. So, a five-foot-wide floor-to-ceiling glass cylinder near the back wall of this room is filled with light. Um, filled with light. Um, the source of which is not apparent. A tiny triangular hole is cut through the glass five feet above the floor and inside the cylinder, an iron lever is set into a metal plate on the floor. Well, that's strange. What does this mean? It's the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to be worried about? Just a room with a lever in it. I don't know what that's purpose is. Mm -hmm. uh, I think during this, um, fall is like crouched down beside the the looky like, um, for like like questioning her. Uh, then, um, it's like, a, can you harm Sevia? I are you are you dangerous? I do not think so. You haven't. Have you been told what your purpose here is? Why are they doing this? No. How much, how much do they know about her and us? Everything I have seen. <laughs> uh, 
as they've given no indication of what they plan to do with this? Not to me, no. <sighs> this fool just looks like kind of like angry and so, distressed by all this. So I take it currently Conrad and Beatrice are in the, the triangle room. Yes. I think Dragonbait's going to kind of plodle along in there with you as well. Full. It is no issue. We have thi- we have things to do. A harmless child in the cage is not an issue. It, it could be, though. I don't know what it's... Why is it made to look like you? And they, they know everything that we've been doing? What, what's the plans there? I don't know. And this is alarming. But we have to progress. It's angering. Angry? Yes, that they would target you in such a way. And that they would do this to some child, to some person. That is... (laughs) Yes. Yes. It is. But do not be angry on my behalf. It is... We have all been singled out in some way or another since we first walked through the mist. It was my time. This is very... um, Obvious. Very personal singling out. I don't like to see you or anyone in a cage. She crouches down. She crouches down next to them. Neither do I. It is fine. We can get them out. Save them from life of solitude. Yes. And we can potentially, if this is some form of security measure, cut off their ability to see us. But there is time to be angry later. Okay? Yes, that's true. Thank you. You always know what to say and do. (laughs) All right. Um, We'll get them out of there. Yes. So. All right. In the triangle room. Um, Conrad and Beatrice, how are, how have you two arranged yourselves in this room? It's a fairly tight room with the cylinder taking up a decent amount of it. Not the majority of it, but a decent amount of it. Um. Are you next to each other? Or are you on opposite point, like opposite sides of the cylinder? I guess so. I'm kind of just looking yeah. at it. So opposite sides? Yeah, opposite so sides. You notice as Dragon Bait comes in and joins you, the the cylinder um ascends upwards. Well, well that's strange. 
like a lift sort of like it doesn't lift you up or anything. Dra mm. Dragon bait adjusts his fingers into the shape of a triangle. Oh, there's something important mm -hmm. about the sh formation of us. Uh, oh, like the key. So yeah, okay. now now that the cylinder is gone, the lever is not blocked by the cylinder. Ah, that makes sense. All right. Yeah. Pull the lever then, Dragon Bait. Dragon I don't Bait. really have good track record of it <laughs> myself. Dragon Bait enthusiastically reaches forward, pulls the lever down, and you hear this giant sound of like of of like like a a lock pin um falling into place in the stone door. Ah, oh, okay. Karen looked see. very panicked for a moment. Bitch has also looked a little uh, perplexed for a minute until the sound of the door. So I su uh, suppose we know what we need to do now. Uh, yes, formations. Okay, this is certainly a lot of... So much work to be done, but um, I suppose it's the only way to get home or back to that plane anyway. Mm. All right, then. Kurt will stride out, even if it means shoving past Dragon Boat. Yeah, Dragon <laughs> Boat will go out to, to make your travel easier. Okay, so we have to put the keys into the doors and then we have to go and do some extra puzzle bullshit or something <laughs> in each room. Um, excellent. Everyone get the keys ready. Let's just do them all at once. <laughs> he just, like, stands with his arms folded okay. in front of the big oh, door. Uh, what, what, right? Fall and see, we're probably having, like, a, an earnest conversation. <laughs> probably just yell, like, doesn't Aren't yell this <laughs> Aren't we better off doing it one at a time and perhaps having one person standing at gate with all the things and everybody else waiting to go into rooms? Yes, I suppose so. Save us a couple of seconds, I suppose, yes. Who's got the next key? Let's go. I am so tired of all of this. So are you just going to the square one next? What's, yeah, what's the next one down from where Beatrice is at the top? What's okay, the next so the next, down? the next door down is the, uh, the Pentagon. Put the Pentagon in first. Okay, which of us has the Pentagon? So <laughs> it's... Beatrice sort of gestures for everyone to just dump yeah. the skulls at the door. Yeah. Does this and then goes back to trying to punch the lock open. <laughs> the cage. <laughs> what are you trying to do, Fall? I'm trying to break the lock. With your fist. Should be able to break it this way. I can get enough force in. Or like reaches into one of his hip pockets and then just like kind of like elbows fall rudely out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> not like not like not like really like mean like really like like a jab or anything. Just like you know the way. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And he'll try to bust the lock open with lockpick. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, roll me. Roll me a uh, thieves tools check. Cool. Oh, I don't know what a thieves tool. Add-on is that's proficiency, isn't it, or something? Uh, yeah, yes. plus four. 
Uh, so 16. 16. Okay. Um, it takes a bit, but yeah, you, you do manage to unlock the, the padlock here, which allows the clone of Sevia to leave the cage. Mm -hmm. Oh, excellent. Interesting. <laughs> Thank you, Conrad. Hmm. Um, well, I, I talked to the clone. Oh, well, you can even uh, stay with us and we can try to protect you or you can um, head out. I uh, can just keep going upwards and you'll be able to get out. I can give you supplies. Uh, you don't know what you want to do here. Thank you. Um, I, I, I think I'll stick by you people. Of course. For now. Um, yeah. So. Um, so you, so someone, um, you, you gather the, the keys between you, I take it, and someone's placing one in the, the Pentagon? Yep. And Beatrice, from your vantage point, you easily hear, but even without that, everyone hears the, of the Pentagon door unlocking. Going into this room, the door to this area has a pentagon carved into it. When you open the door, the delicious aroma of spiced meat greets you. At the end of a 24, uh, of a 20 foot long corridor, a room opens up with red tapestries covering the walls. A feast is spread out on three tables consisting of roast boar, squash stew, and a tray of iced cakes. Flagons of frothy beer complete the banquet. A gaunt human male in a dusty black suit quietly arranges the items on the cake table, taking notice of your intrusion. Without a word, he gestures for you to come forward and sample the feast. Conrad right, looks uncomfortable remembering the tapestry. <laughs> and kind of just like touches where he's still got probably got like little like Marks Bite from marks. where the boar savaged him. <laughs> so I don't have a little neck necktie anymore. Yep. Like, I guess he just looks at everyone else like, oh. It was a formation last time. I presume we need five people to solve whatever this is, maybe. I, I'd assume the same. All right, I'll um, come help. Oh, right. So there are five red tapestries that hang from iron rods bolted to the walls. Each one of them is made up of pentagonal patches stitched together. I move over towards one of them. Does the right. roll, person do anything? Just roll me a perception check. Okay. Um. So that is... Uh, so 24. Okay, so you notice that there is subtly woven into the design a subliminal devil's face cleverly hidden. The devil's open mouth forms a pentagon. Okay. Interesting. There's something magical almost about this uh, little, little pentagon mouth here. You mm. feel almost, almost like there's something extra dimensional about it. Unfortunately, Conrad has not seen the little the teleportation green devil door feature, so he does not have the information to make remarks. But it feels feels like there's a depth to it. 
I mean, yes. I guess the fall is there and fall did yeah. see that. So would fall make that, does it look yeah. the same as that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that looks like it might teleport us somewhere. Oh, teleport? Uh, like like the door that... Uh... Um, yeah, maybe like your weird door that you went through. Um, yeah, see, you know, I got kind of teleported like a few floors up a while ago. It might do something like oh. that. All right. Oh, that's strange. Hmm. <laughs> Well, I um, suppose we all go stand at uh, tapestries. Yes, I suppose so. Maybe we touch it all at the same time. Sure. Something happens. I don't know. I suppose we need uh, we need a couple more people. Is is Sylvia there, or is Sylvia yeah. on her way up? Sylvia um, would have come up. And uh, the artist comes through to this one as well. Right. Yeah. All right, just be careful about touching them, but let's all stand in a pentagonal. Hello. She waves at the gaunt man. <laughs> so, yeah, you stand in a pentagonal shape. Nothing happens. Hmm. Um, all right. You the touch the tapestry. <laughs> okay. You've so in the mouth? Yeah. So you feel it almost give Bye. way as if there's an extra dimensional hole. And Ooh. your hand goes through and you feel something on the other end. It's glass. Oh almost a similar shape based on the tactile sensation to the the lever in the previous room. Ah, I may die. Watch out! And then he turns around and puts his head through <laughs> this space. Um, to have a look. You cannot see a thing him. because you don't have dark vision. It is pitch black. <laughs> he pulls his head back. Like, well, that didn't actually really help very much. I felt something, but it's very dark in there. You could always try to blindly pull the lever. Oh, do you want me to have a look? Uh, yes, you, you, you can, I suppose. Off can see in dark. All right. So four. Yes, yes, sure thing. I have a look yeah. in there. Yeah, you see uh, in shades Great of grey, in shades of grey, you see a glass lever. Uh, there's a lever in here. Should oh, excellent. It? Yes, pull it. Okay, I pull the lever. And... Protagon tenses. The second pin falls oh good well that is um that's that i oh, think that's this room sorted uh, uh sorry for putting on the spread uh, we shall have to uh postpone to another day he says to the the man <laughs> as he strides mm. out again <laughs> all right well. so <laughs> as you all as you all leave the room you feel cripplingly hungry. Oh no. Make a save. As there is no save. There is. Oh, goodness. 
as if there is some sort of magic associated with that room that has left you with a crippling hunger. Goodness, I am crippling, cripplingly hungry. <laughs> and that's where we're going to leave it for this week. <laughs> Adorable. Oh, dear. Yeah. See you next week, everyone. See you next, next week. week. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.